you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take that well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. Now, today's author is going to be someone that I really, really enjoyed reading their book. It's another children's book. It is called Cassidy and the Mixed Up Numbers. And this, <laughs> and this is something that I really thought was really cool. Now, Marcella, have you ever heard of Dyscalculia? Never. Okay, good. Because now I get to teach you something. Now, oh, Troy. <laughs> You've heard of dis, uh, dyslexia. Mm-hmm. Okay, dyslexia is about letters and words and stuff like that. Well, dyscalculia is the same thing, except it's just with numbers instead. So it's something that I never thought of, but, you know, as someone who has two children on the spectrum, one of them is really good with numbers. The other is not. He has a real hard time with uh, math. And when we were talking to um, one of the doctors that was diagnosing our, our youngest, she came around. It's like, yeah, there is something called dyscalculia for, I can never say it correctly, but I'm giving it a chance at least. But it's like I said, it's where they can't understand words and they have or, or, uh, math and numbers. And so they have to figure out ways to make it work for them. So I'm going to stop talking for right now, and I'm going to bring on our author. Her name is Desi Shepard. She is a wonderful young lady. Every every episode, I try to come up with some type of of nickname for our authors. And this one, I was very, I was kind of figuring out what type of nickname I could give her on this, and then it just hit me. It was like the colorful educator of dyscalculia. It almost sounds like a fantasy. Uh, title or something like that but i thought it was working so anyways i digress and ladies and gentlemen i give you desi shepherd desi <laughs> hello everyone <laughs> that was fun hey Usually desi. How it is. we try to make it fun <laughs> hi everyone so where can we start because you said so much that i want to talk about just now oh Oh, sweetie, we got so much to go over with this, and I love it so much. So, first off, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And two, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of something about you that people just can't see on the internet when they try to search you up. Okay. So, my name is Desi Shepard. I am a mom and a writer and... I, let's see, what else? Something that you can't search on the internet. I have a strange obsession with pasta. That'll do. (laughs) That will definitely do. That will definitely do. Now, here's the question. What type of pasta? Okay. Tell us about that. I am not particular about my pasta. I want to eat pasta competitively. I have not found a competition yet, but people keep saying it's not good for me. So I don't know. Kinda, but yeah, pasta is my thing. You know, I'm I'm like you. I, I'm a lasagna fiend. When I can find a good lasagna, I will go straight after it. Yeah, it, it's just something I I enjoy. Anyways, but that's not why we came here to talk pasta. Although, yeah. 
We can. Yeah. We can. But here's the other things I really wanted to ask you about this, because Cassidy and the mixed up numbers is something I think it should be in every school and every library because of the fact of the things that it talks about and, and not so many words, but the, the things that I, I pulled out of it just from just reading it a couple of times today. And one, I love the colors. I love all the illustrations about it. So my first question is, what inspired you to write this book? So if you don't mind, I'll take you back a little bit. As a child, I struggled in school. I had a very difficult time. I was accustomed to my teachers calling my parents and saying that, you know, she's not paying attention. You know, she's not focused. And it just was a rough time. So um, a little later, I did make it to college, but I dropped out very shortly after. And Oh, <laughs> I dropped out um, shortly after, and I ended up at the Board of Education, District 75, a special ed dis district in New York City. And I worked for this wonderful woman, Dr. Leppelstadt. Now, I am a bit of a bibliophile, so I love books. So I'd spend my lunch hour at the library. And one day I came in and my boss was like, I want to talk to you. And I said, okay. So... I said, she said, close the door. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting fired. I can't even breathe right now. And I sat down and she's like, why are you here? Why are you my secretary? Said, what an odd question. Like, why am I your secretary? And then she said, no, you're too smart to be here and be my secretary. So what's happened? Like, how did you end up here? And I started explaining to her about my troubles in school. And long story short, she let me get some time off. And I was tested uh, for learning disability. And that's when we found out that I have dyscalculia and I have ADHD, right? So that to me, I mean, some people get diagnosed and they're, they're like, oh my goodness, like this is terrible. But for me, I was like, this explains everything. <laughs> like this explains so much. So I went back to college. I ended up quitting that job <laughs> and going off into corporate America and working in finance? <laughs> I know, working in finance. Wow, finance. <laughs> That's insane. I ended up at one of my friends who went to Penn State's dream job, dream company, Deloitte. I, so I went from being a secretary in a bullpen sort of situation to having my own office with a window, <laughs> you know? And it was all because I... I understood what I needed. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's a process still. Every day is still a process. But I I, I received um, tutors, note takers, um, extra time on my exam. So all those things. So now I'm bringing the story forward. I started writing. I've been writing my entire life. And um, I even have journals from when I was a little girl. I can tell you what I was wearing on a Tuesday in ninth grade or something. So yeah, I really can. <laughs> Wow. So um, the pandemic hit and I'd watched as much television as one person could actually do. And then I fell back to what I've always known my entire life. I started writing. So it was me in the books. And my best friend calls me one day. It's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, hey, girl, 
I'm just here writing on my phone. She's like, you don't even write. First of all, we need to talk about how I need to fire my best friend. I'm always firing her. <laughs> I'm always firing her for something. And she just works her way back into my life. So, um, yeah. And I said, yeah. So she told me, to. she said, read it. Because we both read. So she was just shocked that, I, that I've been writing all this time. And I read it. She's like, you have a children's book on your phone. What are you going to do with that? And I'm like, eh, nothing. I'll just, this, this relaxes me. I'll just write these stories. And she pushed me. So the forward in my book is dedicated to her, actually. So, I was wondering who DS was. <laughs> well, DS is me, but the words from when it began to how it ends, I owe you my friend oh. this journey with me, is mm-hmm. because my friend pushed me from the beginning until my book was published. She pushed me all the way to becoming an Amazon bestseller. She pushed me. That entire way. She still pushes. She's like, where are my other books that I have? <laughs> yeah, so that's that's how we got here. Wow, that's a, it's amazing that you actually have somebody who, who encourages you. Um, you know, not a lot of people have that. And, you know, so I'm just going to ask this question now. I was going to wait for later. But if you could say something to a, a, um, an aspiring author. What would you say to them? A young person, an old person, doesn't matter. Because I know people who are in their 60s who are writing now and, and are going to publish their first books. What would you tell them? What would I tell them? My advice to an author, an unpublished author. To write and not worry about what other people think. Like, let it flow from your head to the pen. If you're still writing in that way or to the keyboard. And don't worry about other people's opinions because there'll be someone that enjoys your story. There'll be someone that needs your story. So just write. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and that is something that we truly need is, is people who actually can see what is going on in their lives, make a difference in their own lives and prosper from that in, and go into places that they didn't even think they were going to go into. Because I'm sorry, when you when someone says you have this calculia and then you say, oh, I'm a financer. What? How does that work? How does that? It doesn't. I think it's great because it, it's to me personally, it shows that you're able to get past your so-called disability and prosper even more. And that's inspiring. That is absolutely inspiring. And, you know, I'm going to get to this real quick in in terms of your book. Like I said before, I I said I loved the colors that were used in the book. They're very bright. They're very vibrant. The illustration is it's not sharp. Like you see in a lot of uh, a lot of children's books, but you know what? I love the the style of it because one, it makes it even better. It makes it so unique and genuine and authentic that I really truly believe that it's really cool. Because obviously people can't see this, but I'm looking at uh, let's see what page page eight, and it is one with. Her uh, mother taking her to school for the very first time. And there's all these wonderful colored greens and the pinks. By the way, I'm going to ask, is pink your favorite color? <laughs> yes. 
How do you? <laughs> I I just had a feeling that pink was your favorite color. <laughs> I, you know what? I normally have on pink, but I was rushing a little bit this evening. But yes, I wear You're a lot. Fine. Of pink. <laughs> Here's the other thing I I gotta ask: Was there in real life a Miss Cherry? You know, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Yes. There was a Miss Cherry in real life, but she wasn't a teacher. She was a family member that um, passed away. Um, um, yes, last year due to COVID. So I wanted to honor her by making her a character in the book. And I do that quite often. Um, a lot of the names in my books come from people in my real life. Cassidy is a real little girl. Mm-hmm. My best friend. I know that's weird. Okay. Her mom is my best friend. But <laughs> I call her my That's not weird. <laughs> That's not weird. Yeah, she's an adorable little three-year-old. And, um, you know, I wanted to honor my friend and her contribution to this story. And so I used her um, her daughter's name. So there's there's people that I know and there's streets that have come in my childhood are important to me that are sprinkled throughout my books. Now here's the other question I have. When when you look when you look at one of the pages, it, it's obviously you know Cassie in the um, in the hallway, very scared to go in before she meets Miss Cherry. Her mom is there, just giving her understanding that she understands what she's going through. But if you look on the wall, it says King Lion. Now you've already told us that there are various people in your life that you've attached to this book in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Does that have any symbolism with King Lion? So I have a friend that is a musician and, um, you know, a lot of people got on board with my project and really tried to encourage me. So again, that's another person in my life um, that, you know, King and King has a double meaning too. Uh, my godfather name is King. So, you know, <laughs> I just sprinkle these people throughout. And I mean, I, I love that you notice these things in my book, you know? <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it, you're welcome. It, it's fun to look at these things because for someone who <laughs> likes to, to overanalyze a lot of things, because I'm just an architectural creator like that, um, it's fun to, pick out little things because like i said pink the color cassidy (laughs) the name of who it was and then obviously the the main reason why i was asking about king line was just because of how bold Mm -hmm. the poster was and how big and broad comparative to the whole uh whole page was that's the only reason why i i brought it up because i was like there has to be a meaning behind this yes and if i could tell you um so the, I'm not an artist, but I probably drive my illustrator crazy because I send her sketches of every single page. <laughs> and in my little stick figures with my markers, I start drawing every piece that you see. And here's another little tidbit. Um, little girl Cassidy, I gave her a picture of my daughter. This is exactly how my daughter looks. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. <laughs> I was going to ask that. 
Yeah, that's um, her face. <laughs> how does she feel about having her face in that book? Um, so she was excited about that. And um, I guess, we're, well, we're here now, right? So she was terribly excited, but she met, she had one request for using her face that I translate all of my books into Spanish. That was her request. So my daughter is, um, I'm Trinidadian and her dad is Panamanian. So she wanted everything translated in Spanish. So no, <laughs> children are making requests. <laughs> Don't they, as long as she's not demanding, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. She's like, you can use my face. I'm fine with it, but just, you know. Yeah. No, I love that. And I, I, you had actually told me that before. Um, mm -hmm. and I wanted everyone else to know that. See, I, I know, um, Desi from a social media app. That's where I met her. And the very first time I spoke to her, I was intrigued by the book and by Desi in general as, um, just a person because she's so, she's so amazing. Um, Desi, you know that I've told you this before that I, I just thought the very first time we spoke, I said, wow, this is a person I want to be friends with. And to have you here tonight is so exciting for me because when Max started saying, oh, we're going to do children's books, I said, I, I already know who I want on the show. Oh, so, she did. Yeah. yeah, she did. She absolutely did. Oh, I um, no, I just I appreciate that. That makes me feel good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and this is another reason why I, I allow Marcella to do all the scheduling because of the fact she knows so many great authors and so many great people that have stories to tell. So I trust in I, I trust in, you know, what she believes is going to be a good fit for our podcast. Um, and here's here's another thing I, I wanted to bring up, because obviously someone that has a special need and has to deal with certain aspects of our lives. Cause again, my children have to go through it just like anybody else's uh, being on the spectrum, dealing with ADHD. Um, my six year old still acts like a toddler, even though he's six years old, he still acts like he's three, four years old. Mm -hmm. So he's still doing certain things. He's still, he's getting a lot better at his, at his language skills and everything. And like I said, this kid is the numbers kid. My my teenager who is fifteen, he is the the word kid. He he is like letters and everything, and it's and it's wonderful. Um, the other thing that I want to ask you about is because on her first day, they're going directly over the numbers, and it's just counting one to ten. And seeing about obviously, you know, what number is higher, which one's lower and everything. And you're touching on something that not a lot of children's books are touching about. And that just like uh, one of our other guests, uh, Monique with hers was there was one point where children were laughing and it wasn't like they were really bullying, mm -hmm. but it was still to the point of like, you felt horrible for Cassidy and what she was going through. I'm pre I'm presuming I never assume anything, but I presume that this is something that happened to you as a child as well. Yes. And what was it like actually reliving those those memories as you were writing it down? So to answer that, I would say I feel like the goal in my books is to make sure children never feel how I felt in school, mm -hmm. right? So I can remember, I'm at my mom's house right now while we're doing this interview. 
And I'm mm-hmm. looking at, I say that because I'm looking at the dining room table, right? And every time I look at that dining room table, there's a seat that I just don't sit in. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm an adult mm-hmm. because I remember coming home from school and struggling and no one knew when I was in school that, you know, they just thought I wasn't paying attention. Right. I remember my mom would say, "Eh, no, were you not paying attention in class? Like how could the whole lesson happen? And (laughs) like, how'd you miss it? So go downstairs and focus. Uh And I would sit in that chair. It got to the point that I didn't want her to be upset with me anymore because I just didn't get it at school. So I wouldn't say anything. I would sit in that chair for hours trying mm-hmm. to figure out the answer to questions that I couldn't have because I've missed a chunk of class because my ADHD has taken me someplace else. And all I have instead of notes are these square boxes that I fixated on, drawing this box over and over and over and over and over. And I've missed the whole lesson. But for me, it was maybe 10 seconds in my head. But it was mm-hmm. longer than that. So really my goal is I want these kids to feel when they read my stories, like it's an everyday story, things that happen. I mean, haven't you been in class and felt unsure about raising your hand? You know, like, do I know the answer? I don't know. But you knew it. So mm-hmm. I want them, that's normal, right? But I want the kids that have a learning disability or any sort of challenge, I want them to feel confident. It's okay if you mess up. Just try. Just mm-hmm. try. You know, and I I don't want them to feel sad. I want them to know that there's something on the other end of it and you can be great because um, I will always remember the day that I graduated from college. It was raining, but to me, it was the most beautiful day because and I walked across the stage in my galoshes. <laughs> I did not care. Um, but as I walked across the stage, I heard every single negative thing that a teacher had said about me or someone had said about me and lack of focus, or she's just not smart. I heard all of those negative things. And then it was a moment as I'm grabbing my degree, you know, I was on the Dean's list. <laughs> like I was on the Dean's list. That's insane. That's you know? incredible. Yeah, That's amazing. I, I, the girl that never could get it right. I'm on the dean's list. I'm walking across the stage. I did it, you know, and I did it because I had all the tools that I didn't, I didn't have before. It makes a world of difference. So that to me, there's nothing that I can't do. I, I'm, when I'm at work, I say I'm an unstoppable force. Uh (laughs) I cannot be stopped because I have the tools that I need now. And I want kids when they read my story to feel the same way. Now, one of those tools and that, you, that you've learned through the years mm-hmm. was something that you actually uh, shared in the book uh, closer to the end. And I won't say what okay. it is, but I would like you to try to explain a little bit more about, one, obviously what it is for you and how it helped you through your life. And two, what was it like to actually finally feel like you were being heard after you after you learned these these tools so math manipulatives 
It's what we're I'm referring to. And um, without giving away the end of it, I'll tell you, I'll take it back to something you mentioned before, the vibrant colors in book. My brain is activated by color. So um, <laughs> I write, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not auditory, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I, I'll write. And it's something about having the colors. I'll write, if I'm writing something down, I'll write a sentence, but then I'll have to highlight the important words. And I, there's pink all over my paper, guys. There's pink all over my paper. <laughs> but there's pink, there's yellow, there's green. There's certain things that I need to pull out of whatever text I'm reading or working with. And it's just the colors, they do something for me. They, they speak to me. And I felt like if I'm dealing with children with dyscalculia or just children in general, it was important that my book be very vibrant and the colors. Yeah. And then you had a second part of the question. What was it? What did it finally feel like being heard? What did it finally feel like being heard? Or they see me now, right? They see mm-hmm. me now. Um, it, it goes back to that day of graduation, you know? I just, I didn't ever think, I wanted to graduate from college, right? In my family, this is, this is a thing, you know, you graduate from high school, you go to college, you know, mm-hmm. you become a nurse, you become a doctor, um, you do those things. And at that point, I failed miserably <laughs> at those things. And I had no idea how I was going to attain any of that. So to finally walk across the stage and be a graduate and then work at a company that you know, people who spent their whole life wanting to be accountants. I landed there. Mm-hmm. You know, it it felt it felt amazing, and it felt like again, I'm unstoppable. There's nothing I can't do. You know, but that took time. Mm-hmm. That took time. It took. I mean, we're talking about. I was an adult by then. I was a parent by then. Um, it's just important that kids feel that from, from the onset. That they feel courageous and strong and unstoppable. I think I'm taking a page from your book with that. Um, maybe I'm not, but I through osmosis. My little girl's <laughs> writing a book. And the other day I said, who are you dedicating your book to? And she was thinking about it and thinking about it. She says, me. And I said, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And by the way, she she's going to be a future uh, guest as well at some point when it finally gets published. At some point. She will be the youngest guest we will ever have on here. Well, and then, I will be happy to be having her on here. Well, then I'm going to have to return with my little star because my son and I, <laughs> we wrote a book last summer together. I just haven't released it. And he just yesterday, he said, Mom, when is my book coming out? So, I mean, this whole writing process has been amazing because it's inspired him. Um, He's amazing. I mean, both of my children are amazing, but he is a creative like me. He has ADD. (laughs) So the two of us together, oh boy. (laughs) Unstoppable, right? Unstoppable. You know what? We're going to have to create another podcast that just says Beyond the Crown. Beyond the crown. I love it. Beyond the crown. It's already taken. I just wanted you to know. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Oh, 
no. It's already taken. Yeah. But um, we'll have to figure it out. so we'll I, figure it out. have you got any other questions, Matt? Because I have a few. Oh yeah, I know you have. I know how you have. I, a few. I, have, I, have, I have a few. I have one more question. Okay, I'm for ready. You. What was it like when you finally got your first physical copy in your hand, and you just say, "I finally did it. I did it." So my first physical copy came in the mail and I had it for all of five minutes and I didn't see it till the next day. My mom took it to my grandmother and my grandmother had it. That's not surprising. That isn't surprising. Not at all. So I have a picture somewhere in my phone of my grandmother in her house dress holding my book. <laughs> she told me not to post it. That's why no one's ever seen it. That's, that must be the most adorable it. picture, though. But oh, I bet yeah. she was so proud of you. It, yeah, and it was it was uh, um it was amazing. So my aunt, oh my gosh, I'm just sharing everything with you guys right now. So I don't write at um a desk mm-hmm. on the couch and write for some reason, and I wear a hat. I have my hat that I like with the pom-pom and I wear my hat when I'm writing. And for some reason, if I don't have this hat, it's just not working. Mm-hmm. So, but there's also one more thing across from me is um, something from my aunt's memorial. And she was a writer mm-hmm. and not a lot of people had the opportunity to read her book. One of her books is called, is the penis enough? <laughs> Ooh, ooh, guys. It's, just, it's literature. What is, I know. We, you weren't ready. You weren't ready. You weren't ready, but that's the No, time. you're right. That's I awesome. wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for it, but I love it. I love it. That's it's, it's great. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. We're bringing it back now. So, yeah, my aunt wrote this book. And, you know, she's she would always encourage me. I was with her. She had, she had cancer. So I was, um, and so vibrant and so full of life. And there's something that I kind of took from her in, in, in her last days. Um, she wanted to live so much. And I, from that whole experience, I learned that I need to wake up every morning with a spirit of happiness and being grateful because there's some of us that aren't here anymore. And she just enjoyed life. Like she wanted me to go to Trinidad and you know, participate in carnival. And I was like, oh, auntie, no. And she's like, no, you've got to go. And um, so her picture is sitting across from me. And I suppose it's kind of like she's guiding me as I'm writing. Because I, like I said, I don't sit at the desk. I sit across from this picture where my auntie looking down, who wrote that book when I won't take the title again. Can it's not it's no title. Is the penis enough? Yeah. I'll come back when I just can I tell y'all a secret? Yeah. There's another genre that I really want to write in. Let me Okay, so wait, no, because this is part of my question. That's okay, 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 okay. okay. So I, I have I have a few questions for you. Okay. And that was going to be the next one. What's next for you? Because I know you've written several, but I want to know what's next for Desi. I want to get, I have a ton of characters running around in my head. 
all at the same time, pulling me in different directions. There's a little girl named Frankie running over there. There's Phoenix over there. Ooh, and Phoenix is in a whole total different, total different genre. So, <laughs> um, I think over this next year, I just want to um, release some of the books that I have that I'm sitting on, and obviously, um, be a good mom and release them in Spanish. That's my daughter requested. But then from there, I want to write in romance. I really, really want to write in romance, and it's been pulling me um, when I should be finishing a book, a children's book to my editor. I think she's probably annoyed. <laughs> um, I'm over there writing in romance. <laughs> so yeah, that's where eventually I want to end up. You have this, this aura about you of being very romantic. And one of the things I thought when, when someone told me that you had written a book, actually, you were the one who said, I'm an author. I went to your profile right away to see, and I don't like romance, but I went to see if you wrote a romantic book because I'm always looking for the next one that I'm going to like. Mm -hmm. I read many and I don't like any of them at all. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so I'm always looking. So I cannot wait for that. Thank I cannot you. wait for that. And good luck I'm with excited. all of that. I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, so I do have, I have two more questions. The first one is very simply and as, as quickly as you can think of it, what is your writing kryptonite? Oh, and she said quickly <laughs> writing kryptonite. Um, if you have any challenges with, with writing, that's what basically, I mean, a lot of people don't even know what that term means. That's what's so funny. No, kryptonite, Spider-Man. I mean, Superman. <laughs> I mean, Superman. We're leaving that in. <laughs> One of those guys. Oh, it, oh, it's staying in. It's staying in. Yes. They would have loved that one. Right? Um, and, and to think, I come from a family of Marvel fans. and oh, no. Superman oh, is DC, They like one of them. Spider-Man is Marvel. Guys. I will give you that. Spider-Man okay. is Marvel. <laughs> They're ashamed of me. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not. We're we not. had somebody who didn't even know what the word was. Once. No! I was like, it is. I, I said, oh my. And he'd go he into the, to, to his, I don't know, the place where his family lived and get something. <laughs> the Fortress of Solitude. Here we go. So, um, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um okay okay you know what when i write i might tell you too much in the story i have to put all the words on the paper ah uh, i can't self-edit <laughs> that that's a new one that's the new one. We like this. I think we're gonna have to write a book together, Mac, of all the kryptonites. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm the same way. I have too many ideas, and I want to put so many details in there. I I, I can't edit. I can't. Yeah, and I I don't know. And I'm like, is this like part of my ADHD? Like, oh, my friend calls me long story long. 
She's like, no, just give me the answer. I'm like, no, you need the background. You need to know how it started. What happened in the middle? Are you and Mac long lost siblings? <laughs> I think so, because that's exactly how we are. Yeah. yeah. He starts talking. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just, I, oh, my mom said it the other day. And my, my mom, like, sister, they were in the room, and, and my mom was like, oh, no, she's here telling me a long story. Oh and I was like, forget it. My, my wife is the same way. My wife is the exact same way. Yeah, it's like, fine. I didn't want to share it with you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Lord. Okay. My, um, so, my last question. Okay. Um, and I always revise it every now and then. So, is there a quote? Or I'm going to ask this because I was thinking about this today. Is there a quote or a book or an author? Is there something that inspires you to keep on writing? I feel like I'm inspired by other writers. Since I read a lot. And I want to one day be able to give someone the feeling, maybe children, the way Judy Bloom, you know, she's timeless, you know? Wow. Like for, I want to, I want to be remembered in that way. I want to, I, I need just at least one of my books to be loved by children. I don't know, for generations to come. Um, because my favorite part about this entire experience has been seeing kids with my books. It's great that parents read, you know, obviously parents read these books. But hearing that my child requested to hear your story, you know, that's the book that they went to on the bookshelf. I want, I want to write that book that, like, good night moon. <laughs> I want to have, <laughs> I want to write that book, you know, that I leave a legacy for my family, for, you know, for my kids. And I'm, I'm remembered for, for stringing words together on a paper. And there's a beautiful story that comes out of it. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so is there a quote? Is there something that you've read that just keeps you going? Other than you, because I see that you said authors. Is there an author that inspires you? A specific one, something that you've read or someone that you look to? Because I know as, as a writer myself, when I'm, I'm stuck on ideas or I'm writing something specific, I can go and grab one of my favorite author's books. It doesn't matter which one of them. And just start reading a paragraph or, or um, a chapter. And then I feel inspired again. It's like, okay, they did this. And this must have been really tra challenging for them. So who specifically? I'll have to say, and I think I'm reaching really far, but I'll say the first book I ever fell in love with, um, The Good Earth by Pearl S. Buck. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Wow. You know how big that book is. Oh my and God. I read it a million times. And the first time I ever read it. So I was talking to my mom one day. I'm, I'm in elementary school and she tells me about the book. And she tells me she wrote it. She read it in seventh grade. So I've got to one up her. I read it in sixth grade and wrote a report. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to one up you. I read it in fifth grade. I, I love that book. That's one yeah. of my favorites ever. And I don't know anybody else who likes it. Me. <laughs> me. Thank you. Thank you for validating me. <laughs> it's a wonderful book. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of cheated 
Mm. High school because whenever they're like go read something, I'm like, yep, that's let me show you this book. Man, you know, and these are the things that I really. This is the reason why I really love doing this podcast is because you get to learn things like this about other people, and it's so fun. And to see those connections, like, oh, I remember that book. I love that. To be honest, I've never heard of the book. Sorry. Um, <laughs> What? Don't give me that look. Google hey, it after. <laughs> I was about to say, if anything, if anything, I probably have. I just don't remember. I've forgotten more than I've learned, which is a lot. We're going to have um, to give them a break, though. Not many people have read that book. Let's be honest. Like, not you. today. 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 At least today. someone is giving. At least someone is trying to give me a little bit of grace here. I don't know. Well, she's a nice person. Oh my gosh, yes. True. Good point. I try yeah. to be. I, I wish I would have sent you another book. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll do that next time. Okay. We'll do that next time. Yeah, I have a book I think you might be interested in. I'm always interested in books. Okay. Which is hilarious because before I started this podcast, I didn't really, really read a lot. And now I've been reading this, doing this podcast. That's literally all I do. Is read and it's fun and I love it. So you know what? I want to thank Desi so much for being on this show and being our guest today because we've learned so much about you know what it was like to have ADHD and dyscalculia uh, and growing up and then creating a wonderful work of art. I'm I'm not kidding when I say that. This is beautiful. This is absolutely beautiful. And tell your illustrator the same thing. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Anyways, Desi, the floor is yours. Please tell everyone where they can find you online, any special events you'll be participating in, or anything you just would like to close the show with. Oh, okay. So you can find me at Desi Shepherd across all platforms, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Where else am I? My website. And um, that's D-E-Z-I-S-H-E-P-E-R-E-R-D. Um, and then what would I like to close with? I don't know. Keep dreaming. That's it. Keep writing. That's it. You know. Love that. That's perfect. That is Beautiful. perfect. Marcella, you knocked I it out of the park you, again. I told you amazing. I told you. You knocked it out of the park again. I'm just I know. I know. So, I, again, obviously with people with children that are on the spectrum and the special needs in general, we understand exactly that, that stress level from a parent point of view and understanding that it's nothing wrong with our kids. There's just something that the enemy has put into them to try to keep them from succeeding. And obviously looking at Desi and hearing her story, that didn't happen. In fact, it actually improved her 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 outlook on life and and helped her to prosper even more. So to me, honestly, her story is something that I think a lot of people need to hear and share because it's something that we really want to express to our children is no matter what disability that you think you have. You know, I hate that word. I know. That's why I put it like I know. Well, no, they can't see your finger quotes, Mac. Yeah, I know. 
Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the silent part of that is that. Whatever the challenges sarcasm. and superpowers. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. They're not challenges. Mm-hmm. They are abilities to create even more of a superpower in you and to improve <laughs> on it. Because like I said, today, my son who ADHD on the spectrum and everything, he started to talk about being a videographer again and working on a game that actually has dealing with lighting and where the character should be seen within that lighting and all kinds of stuff. So what other people see as a disability, we can find, we can show that it is a superpower and it is something that every kid should go through, should have to realize that they are powerful enough. They shouldn't have to worry about this stuff. But anyways, Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Please tell us exactly what you what you thought about it by reviews. Um, give us a rating on your favorite podcast platform, and you know just help help us to make this even better. Share it with all your friends. Go on our fan page at on Facebook Beyond the Pen fan page. And go to our website to listen to all these other wonderful authors we've had on there. And like I said, don't worry about what other people think about your story. Your story is unique enough that it's perfect in itself. And it needs to be shared. So take that time, just like Desi said, and just grow in your own literature. So until next time, folks, remember... Keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's Video On Demand and Livestream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.